you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast, episode 91. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast, where we believe when your thoughts grow, the conversations in your home flow. So the title of this week's conversation is Teaching Kids the Biggest Life-Changing Strategy, Thought Shifting. So last week, I started talking about, I was talking about complaining and kind of where it really comes from and how to start changing your thinking, like noticing what your thinking is so that you can start changing it. And obviously we can't teach what we don't have. So you have to start doing this for yourself first, but I wanted to share a little story because what I have experienced is, and it's so freaking cool when you can do this for your kids, is that when you start to do this on the reg for you, you start to be able to also just naturally do it with your kids and it comes up with in conversation and this is what you model. Um, so I shared a story with my bestie, Allison, recently about a conversation I was having with my daughter, Avery. And, um, and then, you know, whatever, we were just catching up and, you know, we're both going through our daughters are seniors in, in high school and we're both going through like all the, the, senior, you know, they're applying to college right now and the testing and the senior year and all the things. And so Allison is my person and, um, and she's going through the same stage. And, and so we just, we talk about this stuff. So I was telling her, you know, whatever, whatever the latest thing was. And so I, I was saying, yeah, we had a situation recently and, um, Avery was in a bad mood and, um, she was just like, she was just, she was just pissy. You know, she was just in a bad mood, in a bad mood. And, um, and finally that night she was in my bathroom and she came clean and, um, and she said, um, I just had, Oh, she had, she was like, I just had the worst day, the worst day, the worst day. And, um, and she had kind of snapped at me a couple of times that day. And, um, I was like reminding her about something and she said, and so she snapped at me about it. And I was like, where is this coming from? Where is this coming from? And so she's in my bathroom and she's like, I just had the worst day and it's just senior this. And she was kind of going, she, you know, and I, she was kind of going to this dark place. And I said, um, all right, enough with the drama. Like what's really going on? And she was like, mom, it's, you know, she started like, hey, mom, it's just so hard. And this, that, and the other, I was like, Really? Like, are you, is it really so hard? Are you looking to be sort of dramatic right now as an excuse to procrastinate something that you sort of don't want to do? 
And because um, I know her, she's not, she's not dramatic. And she pulls stuff out at the 11th hour. It's just who she is. Um, she's not super methodical about things. And she always pulls it out at the 11th hour. That's actually when she does her best work. And she knows this about herself. So um, she normally doesn't freak out about things. And so I kind of felt like her brain was telling her that she could freak out about this as an excuse to sort of procrastinate when the truth of the matter is she could just change that story and just be like, yeah, I do everything at sort of the 11th hour and it works out for me. And that's when I pull out my best work. Like we know that about her, just own it. So she was, um, she was kind of working herself up and I was kind of saying, I was kind, kind of calling BS on it. And this is that fine line between coaching and being that soft place to land, right? Like if I was the soft place to land when she actually needs some accountability, like that's not super helpful. And so I, I've been kind of towing that line back and forth with Avery as she's gone through um, this senior year. And with my older son who already went through it, you know, he's totally different. He's wired very differently. Like he he, he does everything ahead of time. He's a planner. He doesn't need that accountability piece from me. And, um, and he just really needed me just to be a soft place to land because he was taking care of it. Whereas Avery kind of needs me to serve as a little bit of a different role. So I was sharing with Allison kind of this story and she was like, oh my gosh, I shared this with my daughter and um, it was really helpful. Like it led to a really good conversation for us. And I said, um, I said, Oh, maybe I should make a podcast about this. Maybe it'll be helpful for other people too. So, so what I said to Avery was, I said, what's really going on? She was and so she started going to the drama and I said, okay, enough. Like, that's not who you are. And like, what's really going on? Like there was a circumstance and this is what I talked to y'all about last week. So there's something that happened. It triggered you to think something it caused you to feel a certain way. And now the action is procrastinating. And the result will be you not getting your stuff done. So it's like circumstance happens. It causes you to think a thought about it. Then you feel a certain way. Then you act in a certain way. And that ultimately determines your results in life. So I was like, okay, so, so let's, I said, so let's just figure it out. What was it? What was it? So she met with um, an advisor, like a mentor um, who is a man that went to the college that she wants to get into. And he was telling her, you know, all his tips and guidance and he's been very generous with her. And, you know, you got to pick and choose what you want to take. Like if something's not useful or helpful, like you can choose not to take all the guidance and advice from your mentors. Like that's a choice, right? So he, so she's like, well, I met with so-and-so and you know, I haven't even started a charity. How could I possibly think I could get into this place? And I was like, started a charity? What are you talking about? And she's like, mom, that's just the way it works. You have to start planning for these things years in advance. You have to start charities and things. And I was like, all right, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, so the circumstance is you met with the guy and he started talking about helpful things that have helped other kids get in. And it was that they started things like charities and did some pretty big, you know, things on, and their resumes are, are, are looking really impressive. All right. So who are you? I said, you are a non-traditional person, right? We, and we, and I gave her a few examples of her life. 
of things that she's done or accomplished. And I said, you have never done things in an exact traditional way. Like even in terms of sports, she didn't like play on club teams her whole life. Like all of a sudden she just like got to middle school and she was like, like even I think like, like seventh, eighth grade, she was like, oh, I think I'm an athlete now. And she started, she like picked up sports for her, certain sports for her the very first time when there's kids that have been playing those sports their whole life. And, um, and she's loved playing sports in high school. She's loved it. It's been a huge part of her high school experience. And she, def I said, so you defied that, those rules, you didn't do all those things and you've still managed to play high school sports and love it and have a great experience. So there's that thing. Let's talk about other things that where you have followed a non-traditional path, but still achieved the results that have helped you to feel successful in your life. So you, you has your pattern not been that you sort of defy tradition and you do things your way. And when things are meant to work out for you, that's how, that's how it kind of goes down. And she was like, yeah, I guess that's true. And, um, and I said, okay, so what, instead of the thought, I'm never going to get in. I haven't started a charity, right? Um, it's too late for me. I did it wrong. Instead, what if your thought was, I'm a non-traditional person and everything that's always worked out for me has worked out for me in a non-conventional way. That's just how I roll. Like, what's, what about like that thought? What if the thought was that? She's like, hmm. And I was like, do you feel different than when you're thinking the other thought? She was like, yeah. And I was like, how do you feel now? She's like, better. I was like, how, what would be the word? How would you describe it? She was like, I don't know, confident, um, believing more in myself. I was like, yeah, exactly. And I said, and then what action are you going to take? Because you're now confident believing in yourself. She's like, I'm going to sit and look at all the non-traditional ways I'm meant to apply to this college and, um, and I'm going to, I'm going to do that and I'm going to get my stuff done. And I was like, well then go do that. Right. And, and so that's how it works. You guys, that's where it's like, if you stop and think and catch, what am I thinking? What happened? And what am I thinking about it? Is that thought helpful or, or useful? What could be a new thought that would be helpful or useful? And look, it's hard, it's vulnerable to go for something that you may not get. I mean, we've talked about that too. It's vulnerable to admit, I mean, that was something I had from, you know, from like my, my growing up was I would quit things before I even started because it was too vulnerable to possibly not get it. It felt too scary to me. So I would just like put a hard shell. I didn't want that anyway. It's that fixed mindset versus growth mindset. The growth mindset says, you know what? We'll go for it. If it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be, right? And I mean, we've even gone to the place of what about when you go for it and, and other people know you're going for it and talk about the last week's podcast about the complainers or people who like to poke the bruise, um, not just because they're trying to fulfill or serve something in themselves. Um, 
And I mean, really, I don't feel like it comes from a mean or evil place. I think it comes from just like an insecure place and a negative place. Um, but what happens? It's super vulnerable that you're opening yourself up to the possibility that somebody's going to come and say, oh, I heard the decisions are out. Did you get into that place? And if you didn't get in, having to be like, no, I didn't. And, and, and it being, I mean, that's uncomfortable, right? And it's like, yeah, and we can do hard things. Like we even role played that. Like, would you rather not go for the thing because you're trying to avoid that little conversation? Or would you rather just role play how that conversation's going to go if you didn't? It might just be, yeah, I didn't. I'm disappointed. I know it's a bummer. Yep. We're on to plan B. Well, what is plan B? I'm not sure yet, but I appreciate you asking and being concerned about me. I'm not sure. Pause. <laughs> right? That's how it goes down. And so it's like, we don't have to be hard. We don't have to be scared of hard conversations. We don't have to be scared of discomfort. We can get control of our thinking because that's the only thing we truly have control over. And when life throws us a curveball or it doesn't go the way we had hoped, we're going to be okay. Like that's resilience. We're going to be okay. And it will be hard and it will be disappointing. And we can feel all the feelings. We've got this. So that's what I've got for you guys this week. I'm sharing the conversation based on Allison saying that it helped her um, and not sure that Avery would love me sharing this conversation. So, oh, hopefully, hopefully this will, this episode will air after everything, all the dust is settled. Um, so maybe you guys keep this under wraps. I don't think Avery's going around listening to my podcast. Um, so that's what I've got for you guys and hope it was helpful and have a great, great week. Have you read my book, The Parent Gap? Have you listened to my book, The Parent Gap? I doubt you've listened because my publisher hasn't released it yet on Audible. However, I have the audio version of The Parent Gap that I would love to send to you. You can download it at mastermindparenting.com forward slash book. That's mastermindparenting.com forward slash book for your free audio version of The Parent Gap. You're welcome. Bye.